Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Celtics Reddit Podcast. I'm your host, Celtic Stray. And with me, like he should be, Mr. OG of the OC, Wayne Spoonie. How are you feeling? Jay. Jason Tatum just painted a masterpiece. Oh, that man can play some basketball. His masterpiece. I'm not saying the masterpiece. A, because he's got three more. And it was a painting of an exorcism because we exercise the late game demons, the Jalen Brown doesn't pass demons, the Marcus Smart would have taken that shot demons, the Jason Tatum doesn't cut off ball demons in one goddamn play. And we won. We closed a close game out. Is, is Brooklyn a title contender? Because everyone keeps saying we're going to lose. So are they not a title contender? Did we we're not still just close a game team. out? Spoons, yeah. We're still waiting to be the good team. I'm still we're still waiting. waiting to be the good team. Anyway, I feel pretty good, Jay. I feel pretty good. How about you, brother? <laughs> Woo! I am a mess. I am <laughs> a too. mess. I am a listen. All right. I woke up this morning. I I felt I felt away when I woke up this morning. I felt <laughs> away. And listen, I'm not I'm not the most superstitious person in the world. I'm a little stitious, but not you. the most superstitious. All right. But there was something about just the energy today. It shifted in such a way. That I had to put on my Boston Celtics underwear. I had to do it. It had to happen. It had to happen. It worked. I'm all fired up. I'm all fired up. I'm so I'm I'm expecting my 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 neighbors to call the cops at any given moment. (laughs) Someone is dying. Someone's being (laughs) tortured in there. Oh my gosh. Listen, and and I've been talking for the last couple of weeks, few weeks, talking about. This team's ready. This team's ready to go. And there's all sorts of questions. And here, a lot of the concerns that we had about the New Jersey Nets certainly came to fruition. Yeah. The, listen, Kyrie and KD can ball. No they doubt. Can, those guys can ball. I know. Imagine that. You know what else they can do? That Well, at least Kyrie can keep on giving the bird. But don't bring birds into the garden, <laughs> my man. Bad idea. Do not bring birds into this garden. It will. Listen. <laughs> First you stomped on Lucky, homie, and I'm not even like I'm not even mad at you, Kyrie. Kyrie, I know you're I know you're an avid listener of the show. I'm not even mad at you. 
I'm not that didn't that didn't bother me like it did so many others of the fan base and and call me whatever you want because of that. I know there's a lot of fans that are like, no, no, no. But listen, you did it. You did it. And then you came on back and then you decided to bring the bird in the garden like like that's your friend. Listen, that's like Bane, right? That's like Batman trying to fight Bane down in the street, like doing all that smoke shit. Like what? You think the darkness is your friend? You think the bird is your friend? No, 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 no. But listen, that's fine. I'm all right with it, Kyrie. You keep doing you. You keep doing you. And hey, keep playing that strong defense, you know, once every 12 plays. Unfortunately, not, not that enough. last one. <laughs> not enough. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I will say, man, like, first off, I'm going to go to a Reddit comment right here, Jay. We got to go. We got a shout out user dusting off. We've shouted him out before. With about 30 seconds left, he put in the game thread, score, stop, score, 115-114 Celtics. He absolutely called it. And I will say that is one of the most incredible sequences I've ever seen. The defense, like, okay, the game winner was amazing. The play by Brown, the play by Smart, the finish by Tatum. To spin move, to catch and spin with that one second so left poetic. was so slick, man. But the defense was incredible. Like, I, I'm having trouble, like, even rem- – I'm, like, drawing a blank from hype right now. But Jalen Brown got it on the break. Goes down that yeah, – goes no down towards out. that sideline. Wheels on back towards the center out to Marcus Smart. Looks yeah. like an open three. He, he's been raining those all day. Oh, fake, fake, fake. Oh, two nets. Go back, sit on the bench to watch the rest of the game play out. Cuts into sees Tatum going to the basket. Whoop, right there. Spin right around. Little turnstile Kyrie. Lay it up. Buzzer game, baby. Yeah. And can I just say, Mike Breen killed me because he said on the broadcast, they're waving it off. I know. They're waving it off. So I'm like screaming <laughs> and then I just stopped dead like no. Because in live, I thought there was no chance he didn't get that up in time. And you watch the replay, he easily did. But when Breen started yelling that, I was like, that would be how we fucking lose this game when it gets like some bullshit ref call review to lose the game. But ultimately, obviously, he got it off in plenty of time. He hit the rim, the perfect amount to not even give them point one for some weird ass play to make my heart skip like 10 more beats as it already had done so that was just perfect tatum i'm glad you did that for us thank you so much <laughs> god bless that man i know god man. bless that and really you, you you know we can't undersell the the defensive play that led into that because because that was an unbelievable defensive yeah. stand right there. Yep. That was like some goal line defense. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Perfect, dude. Perfect analogy. I'm and saying, I- like, I, I'm watching Kyrie. And, like, listen, I talk my shit because, you know, listen, Kyrie's on the other team. It's my job to talk some shit. Just like right. it's the Nets fans' job to talk their shit. But I know what Kyrie can do with the ball in his hands. It's, it's That's not lost on me. And I'm like, oh, yeah. man. This is the perfect moment, and he's been doing. He he was doing his fuck you scoring all game. That's Indeed. all he was doing, especially in the fourth. <laughs> especially oh that I mean he just yeah he went off in that second half, but then there's that defensive standoff right there, and he couldn't get anywhere. No, nope. and one of the things I liked there's there's a part of the post game interview with Ime where he's talking a little bit about that defensive play, and he he mentions in his comment how. 
Kyrie just wasn't willing to give up the ball. Like he was yeah. insistent on trying to make it happen himself. And then at the last second, right, had to get rid of it and go somewhere else. And he did get it to KD, which certainly isn't ideal. But way too late. But way there's too Tatum late. right yeah. in. His, and Tatum had a couple of great stops on KD. A Tatum co- did dude, amazing on that side I, of the floor. I have never seen anyone defend Kevin Durant that well. He was uh, Kevin Durant wants absolutely no part of this series. Mm-mm. The Mm-mm. way Grant Williams is just going to come in and lean on his ass for 18 minutes a game. <laughs> and like that sucks, man. Like that's really hard. And Kyrie, Kyrie will not play a better game, right? Knock on wood. I mean, I don't think he can play much better. Durant obviously didn't play well, but he just seemed like shit man i gotta like run through three people to get the ball and then there's nine seconds left and now somehow tatum's back on me and tatum what blocked two of his shots was i mean he was all over kevin durant and he just seemed disinterested in a playoff game when you think you're a a title contender like that's a bad sign for the nets the way i i I think about it is i have to imagine somewhere in their heads they they have to know that they're not winning it this year. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so yeah. With, whether they're going to come out and say that openly, whether they're even Never. being completely honest with themselves about it, I think I think you might be honest. Something. Like, they know they're not winning it this year. Yeah. They don't want this. They don't want seven games of this. No, definitely the not. hashtag <laughs> for this series is hashtag where they ass out. Yep. <laughs> Just wear them out. And the refs were letting it play for like the first six minutes of the game. And I was like, oh, we're going to kill them. And I think JVG even said that, like, if they re- if they let stuff go, this this is not good for Kevin Durant. And then the whistle just came out all yeah, of a no. sudden, all of a sudden it changed. And it's like, just be consistent. Like, you're going to call it tight, call it tight from the first second. Don't just switch it up. And all of a sudden, everybody's in foul trouble. And I do think it went both ways. But... Like we're just the more physical team because we play defense and the Nets don't. So that's going to hurt us if it's called tight. And this one was, and then it wasn't, and then it was again. I mean, it was just kind of a mess. It's frustrating because when, when the game was allowed to run a little bit and the physical, the, the typical playoff physicality was, was happening, the Nets kept falling behind. And then the moment the whistles tightened up, the Nets come roaring back because if exactly. you don't let the if you don't let the Celtics play defense, like I, right, what are you going to do? You got the two best, you know, two of the better, one of the best, and one of the other, you know, in the in the no, all right, I'm I'm being an asshole. Two of the best offensive players of basketball. Let's just period. Say it. It, it just I, is. Yeah, I hate period. having to say it out loud. I, know. I hate I having know. to acknowledge it, but it's a it's real. <laughs> so if you don't let the opposing team play defense, right? That I mean, what are you going to do? Besides what I do, which is just scream belligerently at the screen. <laughs> yeah, right. Yell at the and, the and And now that I've learned about this this Twitter thing, now I can just be belligerent on there too, which is that's always a fun time. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. I've been enjoying it, Jay. <laughs> what else do you got from the uh, from the sub, my friend? Okay. User Eisenhorn76. People doubting whether Jalen can score in the clutch can stuff it. He had most of the Celtics field goals in the fourth when they needed every basket. And look, Jalen looked, look, you know what? He hasn't played in front of a playoff crowd since 29, since Kyrie was on the team. 
because he missed last year. And then the year before that was the bubble. So he looked like he hadn't been in a playoff atmosphere in a little while. Then he settled back in and we do not win this game without Jalen Brown. He ended up, I mean, he started terribly, ended up nine and 19, five rebounds, couple of assists. I mean, he ended up playing. We, we, he, we got everything we needed out of our second star. And more importantly, Al Horford. Big Daddy Al. Yeah. Trying Al to make nephews Horford. out of everyone on that on that net squad. Remember when Bruce Brown said we were going to be soft inside? You can go at Al Horford. I'm pretty sure I saw him lock up Durant in an ISO in the fourth quarter. <laughs> Listen, they don't want that smoke. They nope. don't want K- – but to KD's credit, right, he was like, don't, don't talk yeah, all like true, that. True. Don't talk KD's all like, like that. Nah, dude. <laughs> Stop dude. that. They don't need help. Yo. They don't need help. <laughs> he Al, saw- had, Al had 15 boards, dude. 15. I mean, that's ridiculous. Big Daddy Al. And – the the other going back to JB for a second, real quick. Sure. Yeah, uh, no, I, I don't want I don't want to take because because Al deserves. I'm just all, hype, all the stuff. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> all throwing the stuff. it out there. Yeah, yeah. But you know what I what I like JB like on defense. That dude, that dude was there. He's locked in, right? Like him, the Jays were were exactly what you need out of two superstars. All right, two superstars, yeah. two. Two superstars. I'm saying it. I'm saying it. I'll say listen, it. If you don't believe it, ESPN. You don't believe NBA. You don't believe it. I'll speak that shit. Let me LeVar ball this shit into existence. I'm telling you. All right. JB, JT, <laughs> two superstars. JB's not getting the shot falling from outside. It just wasn't happening. Nope. And what I liked is, whereas in the regular season, we sometimes would see him force it just to kind of get those reps. It would almost seem like, sure. especially when we had good leads. But tonight he had a really great discipline. He he held himself back a little bit. Not not held himself back in the sense of like he wasn't still aggressive, but he picked more thoughtful spots to be aggressive. So the the shot wasn't falling. He had a couple of attacks to the basket that were just unreal. And the last one he had there like uh not the dunk, but before I it, I think he went right at it might have been Bruce Brown that he'd gone right at in fact. Yeah. And then he's just like he just flexed on on him right afterwards. Yep. I'm like, that yeah. is the JB that you don't want to see. Nope. Because if that man has realized that even if that outside outside shot isn't falling, that he can still take your ass to the rack and get his, it's a wrap, man. It's done. <laughs> it's done. Listen, White didn't have a great game. I felt like even on, on the defensive end, I thought he struggled a little bit. Pritchard, you know, uh, listen, this we, is, we, we, we might have to put out like an ATB for, for Pritchard to find out where he's at. He had a tough one. This is a, it's a tough matchup for him. This is not an ideal matchup for Pritchard. It just exactly, isn't. Exactly. His first stint was okay. He's just huntable for Kevin Durant and you can't give KD somebody to hunt because he will mercilessly go at that dude and get buckets and, Kyrie's kind of the same too. Kyrie's like Pritchard's pretty good on guards, but Kyrie is like just too good as a ISO scorer, man. So not a series for Pritchard. I think that there will be a 
run in one of these games where he hits a couple threes that are big and are really important. But for the most part, he got eight minutes tonight. That seems about right for him. Give Smart a little bit of break um, and just kind of use your shooting to help our, juice the offense in short stints. But um, yeah, you're right, dude. It's just not the series for Pritchard, unfortunately. We'll need him, though. We'll need him at yep. some point. This series and beyond, hopefully. And and before going to the next player, I want to I want to touch on for a second back to Horford because we're going to be super on point. We're going to be very organized for this podcast. Obviously, <laughs> we're not off the hinges at all. Uh, but I can't remember Horford being such a beast on the boards because this wasn't was even not. like a bunch of rebounds coming his way. Like he went out there as if his sole life's purpose. <laughs> was to grab every single rebound. That man showed a level of commitment to the the nitty-gritty grind to get this one. I I bow before the man. I really do. I really do. <laughs> because because not only did he have a great game and and most especially in an area of the game that he hasn't always been elite at. Like rebounding is the one thing he's never really been elite at and yeah. it's forgivable because he's got so many other elite level talents and skills, but he just didn't care tonight. He just did not care. He's like, the ball's going to be mine. If it's nearby, I'm taking it. And even when he had some low lights, you know, he got blocked a couple of times going to the rim. We had a, a stretch there too, where like no one was hitting the layup. Yep. And you've got to really respect the, the mental fortitude and the, the emotional endurance of this team to go through those highs and lows through this game, those swings, and maintain that consistency and, and stay composed, stay together. It's a level of continuity and consistency that I think has been in want for a long time. Like even the great runs that we've had, we'd see these dips. And tonight, every time the Nets pushed, and either yeah. closed that closed our lead or even at the end there took their lead. You saw our guys get get frustrated, obviously, but then they go into the timeout. And Ime's, I think, doing a great job calling timeouts no in the right doubt. spots. I know, I know in the past a lot of people have harped on on uh Brad's use of timeouts and maybe not always being as on, on the on the nose with them as folks would like. Ime has shown a remarkable knack for knowing exactly when to get these guys back together, get his voice in their ear, settle them down, get them back focused on the plan. And they just grind the thing out. I think this speaks to why we blew out so many teams is because it's not so much that everything was happening exceptional all the time. It's just that it never stopped. Like no matter what, it just keeps going steady as it does. And it just wears teams out till they, they just. Exactly. Well, there's, there's an analogy there, right? It's like breaking the dam or something. There's got to be a better analogy, but my head is all jumbled. It's scrambled it's eggs like, and ice cream right now. It's like, M- there's like a certain type of MMA fighter who just like wears you out on the ground. And it's like, they'll never knock you out with a punch, but it's just exhausting and then finally they get that rear naked choke and you got to tap and that's what the Celtics do to teams like you do not get easy buckets you might do the Kyrie Irving and have 39 points on mostly like step backs and difficult floaters in the lane but 
on balance for the entirety of a game, for the entirety of a series, that is really, really difficult to keep making those shots. And yeah, you're exactly right. They're just wearing you out. Like you're, you're going to go ISO for like 50 possessions a game. That is so hard to do, man. Even with Kevin Durant, even with Kyrie Irving, like that's why I was kind of scared. I, I always thought we could beat Brooklyn, but that's why I was a little worried about this matchup is because we're so good at taking teams out of what they want to do. But Brooklyn doesn't run an offense. They just want to go ISO. <laughs> that's a good point. So, um, But we're just so good. There's no one to attack. And they were attacking Daniel Tice, but he did well enough. And then with like four and a half, five minutes left, I think Ime pressed, to your point, pressed the perfect button. He got Derek White in there, who was not amazing. You're, you're spot on, Jay. And but, Ben called that, by the way. Yeah. When Ben and I were talking on a recent podcast, we were talking about the closing game lineup. Yep. Yep. Ben called White being in that closing lineup. So shout out Ben for being yep. on, on point with that. And you just, White, you can't go at White either. Like, or if you do, it's really hard to get a good shot against Derek White, man. Like, and he's the worst defender on the floor. Like, I mean, that's just so difficult over the entirety of a game. And to me, it just kind of looked like Brooklyn ran out of gas. Like our last few buckets, I mean, that one that Jalen, I think Jalen had a layup deep in crunch time. And it was like, nobody was back for Brooklyn. How do you let that happen in a close game in the playoffs? Like if this was game 42 in the regular season, I get it. But they just look gassed and it's game one, (laughs) you know? And we got plenty more to come. That's and, right. And that was the other thing that Ben and I were talking about the other day is, you know, we we saw this Nets team take it to Cleveland, especially in the closing moments, and demonstrate yep. what an elite team they can be in those moments with those two players, Kyrie and Katie. And one of the things that we, we pointed out was the difference, one of the big significant differences You're just not going to have that same amount of energy in the fourth quarter against the Celtics. And when the Nets were making that push in the fourth quarter, that was their last gasp. That was what they had. And so when the the Celtics did push back and here's the thing, Kyrie still almost said, you know, whatever, don't care. Right. Like that, that last three was filthy. I mean, he had D on him. It just didn't matter. Like, yep. And, and that's Kyrie doing Kyrie things. We know that we've seen it. Don't like the guy got to respect the game, you know? Uh, and, and he almost, he almost put that thing to bed, but again, it's like this team's mental fortitude of just next play, next play. Cause let, the game's not over. So we're not done here. We're not Ky- Kyrie, excuse me. We're not done here. Yeah. And what I will say is that early in the season, they did not have that mental fortitude. I mean, they choked 19 point. I think they had like two or three 19 point leads one against the bulls. I remember very vividly. And the fact that we were really worried because we lost to Miami in crunch time. We lost to the Mavericks in crunch time. That Miami game, I said, I made a video, threw it on Twitter, and I was like, these are good shots. That was not – we should not be worried about that crunch time. Sometimes you just miss your shots. We were generating them. And we pulled it together tonight, man. And, like, that's so important to me for the confidence of this team going forward, because this felt like, Oh no, this is going to, this is everything I was worried about. Kyrie going nuts. Kyrie in the garden, 
slapping his nuts on Lucky's face, making every three, and we're choking an 11-point lead away for the loss. And I was ready to, like, cry, basically. And then, to your point, dude, they're like, "Uh uh-uh, this game is not over. Shout out dusting off, user dusting off. Score, stop, score, ball game. game. Yeah. Lovely. You know, the, the one the one thing that was killing me tonight, too, was Grant couldn't hit anything tonight. And that was heartbreaking because he's been so, so good. consistent mm-hmm. throughout the entire season and, and seeing so many good looks just not fall for him. I have to feel based on what we've seen throughout the entirety of the season, that's not going to be a trend that stays consistent. The missing, I, I think the moment he sees one of those suckers go in, it's right back to business. I think Grant right now has got a uniquely different role than he's had to this point in his career. Oh, no doubt. You know, he's had some some high-level playoff moments that he's been a part of, but his sole responsibility in those moments has been be the tough guy on defense. Just be – or you get to guard Giannis. Like, all right, have have a great <laughs> Good time. Good luck. And he does okay. But yeah. and but that's it, right? Like that's the only responsibility he has. Yep. And now it's very clear he's got a lot more responsibility, a lot more on his plate. There's a lot more pressure now on him to really be a focal part of that bench unit. And I I have to I have to assume some of that probably weighed into some of those nerves, especially with the shooting, because everything else looked good. It wasn't like yeah. he had a bad game. He just he his shot wasn't falling, and I feel, from my perspective, my read on that is that's nerves, and those are going to settle down, and if those settle down, and we get you know nine to twelve points off the bench from Grant, I mean that opens things up again too because he's one of the outside threats, the few outside threats that we have. You know, it's him, it's Pritchard, you know, and then we've got Tatum and Brown, you know, Horford too, but you know he doesn't get as many looks as. You know, uh-huh. he, we would maybe want all the time. Yeah. And and I thought New Jersey did a pretty good job of, of you know, trying to stay on him and yeah. not give him too many looks. I think he got you maybe I don't know if you got the stats in front of you. I think he I got one, maybe two. Grant or Al? Uh, Al, Al, threes. Al, Al was two for two. I think they two were for both two. in the first quarter. Right. So, yeah, you're and So they made on. the adjustments and, and mm-hmm. they started really, you know, closing out on that. And Claxton, I thought – you know, he had a great game. Yep. Uh, I, watching him too, and I was sleeping on Claxton. So so any New Jersey fans that are trolling the, the pod, uh, Claxton, I was sleeping on, dude. I really was. And he came out and he had a hell of a game, both on defense. And, and I thought he added some, you know, at least a dynamic in offense where you had to watch him, especially on the boards. Um, He's, a, he's kind of like a, you know, he's a poor man's I, rob yeah I, you know yeah. i almost i didn't want to say it because i kind of felt like you i'll know, say it i don't want to i don't want to say it hey that's a good <laughs> I player feel like i'm already in this pod giving <laughs> given the new jersey and it's way more credit than i ever want to for the rest of my life uh and so i'm, I'm probably going to stop at, at, the, at this now but yeah i thought he looked pretty good and he was able to play a level of defense on al that that you know you're just never going to be able to expect out of drummond uh, I love every minute that Drummond's in the game. I got to be honest with you. Like, if they want to keep starting him, please. I sign right up. I'm where to like where <laughs> I'll put my signature wherever he's a, it needs to he's go. a foul magnet, dude. He just is. He's gonna hack because he's so out of position. And yeah, they can switch pretty. They kind of do like a cheap version of the Celtics defense with Claxton out there because they have like 
Claxton can switch, Durant can switch, and that's your two bigs. They're both seven footers, and that kind of scares me. But yeah, for some reason, Drummond played 18 minutes and he was in foul trouble the whole game. So it kind of feels like Nash wants to go to him even more than that. And I don't know why. But yeah, Claxton had 13, 8, and 3 blocks. So th- I, that's a good game. Nash is a weird one right now because I was yeah. listening to his his post-game interview and he was saying this during his pre-game interview too. He keeps saying this is the first time that we've been in the playoffs as a group. And I mean, they might have a couple of new players, but what the hell is he babbling about? Like, I don't know. This is almost the exact same starting lineup they had last year. What? Yeah, San, like without Harden, but Curry is in the Harden role. Curry was great. I mean, yeah. well, we he was he was great ahead. in the first half, and then he fell apart. But hey, that's because mm-hmm. he got worn out, man. Like he cannot handle the playoff physicality. Clearly, not when he's got to play. When he's got to play up to bigger players too. So it's like yeah. you know, typically, you know, a guy like like Curry can you know, probably switch onto a point guard on defense kind of thing. You know, like you can, you can make adjustments so that he's not having to guard a Jalen Brown, but he he doesn't get that option now. And even when Jalen yeah. goes to the bench, white comes in and I mean, he's not as big as Jalen, but it's not going to be any easier, right? Cause he's going to have the ball in his hands just as much. He, he probably, you know, he probably moves without the ball more than, more than Jalen. Cause Jalen is more likely to, to, you know, find one of the corners or, you know, uh, spot out by the three point line while other people are making moves because he's again one of our elite shooters that can put uh, you know buckets in. I, I liked what I saw from White, you know, and and he got a three two. I'm pretty sure uh, he got one to, yep. got one in there. Uh, I yep. thought everyone was taking good shots, and that's another thing that I like. Despite you know the way the lead fluctuated at times, we were always taking good shots. We didn't force too much. Um, there was a couple of points. You're always going to have a couple of you know a couple of moments throughout a game on each side where, where, you know, things get forced here and there, but we just didn't see a trend of it. They, they were able to keep calibrating at different times, bring themselves back where they needed to get to. Um, the, the other thing I'm wondering is now that we've seen game one and we've seen the nets throw, you know, throw a pretty decent punch for game. No one. doubt. What types of adjustments are you – let's start off with talking about the adjustments that you might anticipate from the Nets. And I think we touched on one. Like I know from from what I saw, I would be shocked and pleasantly surprised if Nash didn't go even with putting Claxton in the starting lineup. Like if I'm in Nash's position, Claxton's in the starting lineup. You know, not yeah, to, and sure. maybe because I'm saying that Nash won't do it now because if he does it, I'm going to get the credit, and he don't want that, <laughs> right? Like he need yeah. he's going to need all the help he can get if he loses the series. He he's the you know he's going to be on his way out. That's basically what the the new the New Jersey Nets are basically now the team that former All NBA point guards go to start their coaching career, screw it up, <laughs> and then they go to another team to actually do a good job. Like that's what they that's what they are. Yeah. yeah. So um, what what do you anticipate coming from them in Game Two? Yeah, so I, I'm. Here's the thing about the Nets. Uh, I'm not sure they have a lot of answers. What I think they'll try to do is they did not do a good job of hunting Daniel Tice. I think they will try to do a better job of that. Our defense is so good and so smart. I'm not sure they'll be able to, but nonetheless, I think that's one big thing that they will shoot for is try to get Tice in actions, get Kyrie on him, get Durant on him. 
Um, and you know, he's going to foul. He's whether he actually fouls or not, dude. I'm yeah. <laughs> One don't thing, even get me going. Don't know, even get me going. Cause I'll, I'll turn into Tommy real quick. <laughs> and, uh, one thing I noticed at, to start the game, they were like trapping Tatum, throwing help his way like crazy. And he just picked them apart with his passing. I think he had seven assists in the first half and he ended with eight. Um, and because you can't, you just cannot do that to him anymore. And then once they stopped, he went bananas scoring the ball. So I'm not sure they really, I'm not sure what they're going to do with Tatum, to be honest with you, but they tried a couple things this game and nothing really worked. I, I don't know, man. I I think that they're going to try to minimize the Kyrie Seth Curry minutes just because of what you said, like, Seth Curry has no one to guard in this series unless Pritchard's out there and he played eight minutes. But Seth Curry's like their fourth, third, fourth best player. So, I mean, they can't go double bigs. And then on the bench, it's like Goran Dragic. Are they going to go with uh, Edwards more? I don't know. He's a rookie. Like, I don't think you can trust. He's a second round pick. Exactly. (laughs) I don't think you can trust him in the playoffs for more than spot minutes here or there. So that's why I I was nervous about this series. This game actually made me way more confident because I felt like we got a really good, like you said, we got a good punch from the Nets and we punched back and ended up winning. So you got to think Durant will play a little better, but I just don't think Kyrie is going to be that flamethrower hot again. And yeah, we missed a lot of open shots. A lot of layups. I don't, there, a lot there, was of a, there was a there was like a stretch in that fourth quarter where it was like the basketball gods were were like messing with us. I tell you, yeah, you know, yeah, and and I don't want to take too much credit away, even though I've already given too much, and I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go any any further other than say they the they definitely made some adjustments going into that second half because it did get more difficult for Tatum to create even even out of those double teams, um, you know. It, after that, we had to make some adjustments to how we were running our offense. And at different times, Tatum did have to do some one-on-one stuff. Yeah. But the benefit to having the schemed offense that we have now and the benefit to to that not being the default setting for the Jays is that then when you do need those moments, like they've got, they've got the juice for it. Because if you start the game doing that, like, like other, like some other yeah. superstar like another team. Yeah. <laughs> You you run out of the juice. You run out of, the, and we saw that so many times the last couple of seasons, and even at the beginning of this season. And so, watching the Jays be able to make those adjustments themselves throughout this game and to maintain their composure and smart too. Like let's let's not forget to throw some love Smart's way because holy shit! I was Jay. I when holy you were done, shit. I was gonna. I kid you not. When you were done, I was gonna say. All right, the floor is yours. Please right. talk about Marcus Smart. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> you earned it, buddy. You earned it. <laughs> Preseason, <laughs> going into the twenty one twenty two season, there was a there was a particular Celtics fan. He, I, I think he goes by the name of Celtics Jane. He, he said something along the lines <laughs> of, uh, "Put all your faith and love into Marcus Smart as the starting point guard for this championship contending Celtics team." And by God, if that man hasn't made me look like Nostradamus. <laughs> All right. No, he didn't make an all-star team. No, 
He's not going to be on all NBA, but that dude came out. That is the defensive player of the year. It looks Damn like right. with the numbers, he's running away with it right now. So everyone that's been talking that junk that that we're just biased homers, well, mm, looks like maybe not. <laughs> so, you know, uh, if anyone should be getting the bird, it's anyone thinking Marcus Smart isn't <laughs> the defensive player of the year. And the just unquestionable freaking captain of this squad right now, this dude is <sighs> – the level of just intensity from this man on every play is unreal. Kyrie doesn't want it for a whole game. He hates it. He's getting his. Yeah, he has never in his life had to work so hard for points. You know that's true. You know it. They don't want this. Honestly, it's crazy because then even if you get away from Spark, because he'll let you go sometimes because he knows he's got Al hanging out waiting just right there. He's like, go ahead. Yep. Al got you. Oh, gotcha. You'll come. You'll be back. They always come back. <laughs> yeah. They always come back. That man. And then, listen, my favorite play from Smart tonight, though, was when he the, he's such a smart player. And, you know, that's that's my one smart pun for this podcast. ESPN got one smart pun in there, too. Good. You know, shout out to ESPN. It's the one decent thing you did tonight other than all the bullshit lying you did uh, on behalf of whatever, you know, NBA narrative you're trying to push so that you can be as marketable and profitable as possible. Um, But he catches Kyrie with the ball to pass from out of bounds to inbound the ball. And the moment he sees that it's Kyrie there, he's like, oh, smart, hungry. You know, like he turns into the fucking cookie monster. And he's just, you see him. He's like, he does this little like side to side shuffle. Yeah. Just like, well, you're going to pass it. He's not even looking at Kyrie. He's just looking at who he could potentially pass it to because he knows he doesn't have a choice. He knows yep. there's no one else behind him. So he just waits. It's He doesn't even know when he's going to throw the pass. And then he smacks that thing down. Oh, my gosh. And then he dunks on his ass. Uh, that lefty, Woo! too. Lefty. Oh, Kyrie hit all the three-pointers you want, my man. Marcus Smart took you to the rock. He took the ball from you, and then he smashed it on your head. Marcus Smart. Uh, all right, Woo! Jay. I'm going to... I'm okay. gonna go to a I'm gonna go to a Reddit comment here, but that was uh that was I'm yeah, that was perfect. <laughs> that is exactly what I was hoping it would be. So we got another Reddit comment here. I dug one, two, three. You can't even hear Tatum in the post game. The garden was electric today, and make no mistake about it. That is the best home court advantage in the NBA. I had my TV cranked up so I could hear the fans. And he's right, man. Like they were still going five minutes after the game was over. It made me so damn proud. It made me miss that city desperately. I wanted to be in that building so bad. But God damn, did the garden show up as usual. Just on fire, on fire. And you, there's... You know when there's something special happening because that it's it no matter what like even in the nineties uh, no some of the nineties it got a little better there I'm getting a little I'm getting yeah. a little out of control here all right I'll rein it in but like even when this team has struggled it's, like, it, it's hard to find another fan base that that stays enthusiastic and passionate about their squad even during like down seasons down times and the struggles. But you can tell when it's different. You can tell when that energy is different. And I think it's because as fans, 
we can tell when the dynamic with the team is different because this is a fan base that has been raised by a certain type of, of style of basketball, a certain type of just genuine enthusiasm, not just for the game, but like for, for everything that it can just kind of all come together as, you know, like it, these teams, the, the Celtic teams that, that reach the pinnacle and get the chip, there's something very uniquely common about all those squads. And it's that they all buy into everything that is like that Celtic lore. Like they want to be a part of that. They want to be just completely consumed in that and, and be have their chapter written in that story. You know what it makes me think of? And this is kind of a corny reference, I suppose, but it makes me think of the... Did you watch the show Game of Thrones? Bro, I've read the books. Dog. Oh, okay. All right. So yeah. you're, that's right. You're like, okay, yeah. You're like, you're like magic, magic guy and all that. So you say dragons and Spoonie comes running. I'm in, baby. Let's go. <laughs> so, you know, in, in that, in that show, uh, the, uh, what's the, what's the, the golden hair? Well, they're all golden haired, the Lannisters, uh, the, the brother that loses his hand. What's Jamie his? Lannister. Uh, Jamie Lannister. Yeah. 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 He, he's like obsessed with like, you know, what, is going to be written in that chapter of the book for him as, as yeah, yeah, you know, the yeah. a knight and all that. And it seems like that is something that's very similar with, with the legendary players that have come through this team. And we've heard it from day one from smart, from Jalen and from Jason, like these guys recognize what they have. The, I think the opportunity to do right here, I think they've recognized it from the jump. I mean, when, when Tatum got here and they got one game away from the finals in his rookie year, I think those three knew then this is so, whether anyone else sees it or feels it or not, this is something. Cause say what you want about those few seasons, those three guys never turned on each other. Like even when no. this team was like going back and forth and kind of being chippy with each other, uh, that second year with Kyrie, when we had like uh, Marcus, uh, Marcus Morris and that whole, that whole squad, there was all sorts of weird internal dynamics, but those three guys, you, you just, you've just never, the first time you heard it was this year. The yeah. first time you heard it was this season. And I just think there's something to that. I don't fully know what it is, but I know it's not nothing. I know it's not nothing that it took to this point, this season, for that to finally happen. And you got to figure, yeah, you know what? The team didn't fall apart with that because Smart's not hardened coming from out of nowhere and trying to say, hey, this is how you got to do the thing, right? No, no, right. no. This is a guy that's been here with both the Jays, you know, the whole time and has ridden with them and it, and has played behind them the whole time, right? And And has been their guy you know, to do all that dirty work, someone's bodying them up. Yeah. It's smart. That's getting into that mix. Like, no, no, no. We don't have the big bruising center to come in. We don't got perk going around and knocking people over. We got smart playing that role now. And he, like, he's happy. He's been happy with it. He's, he has been a protector bear for these guys for a minute. (laughs) And now they're ready to go. And, and they're firing on all cylinders, man. These three guys right now, are writing new chapters in that Celtics lore as we speak. We are all bearing witness to that. And call it hyperbole after winning a close game, buzzer beater, fine. You know what? If I get proven wrong, I get proven wrong. I just don't think I will. I just don't think I will. 
I am not in a mental state where I give a shit if I'm proven <laughs> wrong. Celtics in five. They'll get one Ooh. in Brooklyn. Season five. I can't think of a better way to go out on this one, Jay. That was beautiful, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the King's Guard, just to let you know. The yeah. King's Guard. <laughs> Fantastic. Listen, Spoons, I'm going to let you go. Uh, I think everyone just needs to go back, watch the highlights, immerse yourself in all the things that are all of this, right? Enjoy it. Talk that shit, right? Get ramped up and ready for game two. I know the garden's going to be rocking once again. Hell Make yeah. that place shake. All right. Make it shake. Because I'm telling you, this team, it, they will reward it. This team will reward it. We got something special brewing, dude. I could feel it. We've been talking about it. Feels like that 17-18 rookie Tatum Eastern Conference Final vibe. I got that feeling, man. Ain't no rookie I, no more. Nope. <laughs> that is for damn sure. I can sure. feel it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, no. Beautiful. Don't cut this, Ben. <laughs> All right, everybody. Uh, if you haven't already, please make sure to, uh, you know, comment. Let us know your thoughts, your takes. Let us know what you think are going to be the adjustments that the Celtics make going into game two. All right. Tell us what you think Eme is going to do to mix things up and to try to make sure that we don't have to take it down to the buzzer in game two. Let us know, uh, you know, your general feedback, comments. Check us out on the YouTube. Hit us up on Twitter. All the things. Spoons, thank you so much for being here with me post game. I cannot wait to enjoy this game, too. What do you want to leave the people with? Season five, baby. Let's go. Woo! All right, everybody. That's going to be it for us. Until next time, peace. Peace.